You're listening to the Career Up Now Socially Distanced Close-Up Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Omer Block, who is one of the most inspiring salespeople and entrepreneurs, really, that I've ever come across. He's a young individual that is light years beyond just being a young individual, selling hundreds of thousands at first and what will be millions of dollars in something that's in a small niche industry. And so, Omir, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Bradley. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm thrilled to learn from your wisdom. So why and how did you become an entrepreneur? To many reasons. I just, I've always looked up to people that broke the rules and started something on their own and didn't, and followed their own path. I love people like, you know, Steve Jobs, and Hugh Hefner and all the people that essentially like, and even Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, and all those people that just started their own path. They, did, they didn't follow society. And I feel like that's me. I feel like I was the person in school that just did not, school did not do much for me. I always felt like I was stuck for a very long time, whether it was a job, whether it was school, whether it was just it, even, even in back when I was in Georgia, I just felt like stuck. So until I, I wanted to break my own path, I wanted to start my own road and write my own book. Because at the end of the day, you're either writing your own story or someone's going to write it for you. So looking back, you've been in this really successful role with First Atlas Digital and now Seven Figure Agency for the past around three years, let's say. Mm -hmm. Looking back before you entered this three-year journey, which started off pretty rocky, mm -hmm. what advice would you have for the Omir self at the beginning of this journey? I would do, give myself two things. Number one is continue persevering, even though I knew I was always going to persevere, but continue persevering even harder and study the market more, like know your industry, know your niche. I think that that was one of the things that hindered me for a long time. It wasn't that I was bad at sales because I don't think I was that good, but I think not being good at sales and also not knowing the market at all put, put me in a really bad, but really in a hole as far as the situation. So continue persevering and learn the market faster. Fail faster, learn the market faster, do everything faster because money loves speed. And while you're taking your time, someone else is applying all the knowledge that they have every single day times a hundred. So people that are just now getting started, that's fine. You just have to run and not walk. You have to start running. So that's one of the things with entrepreneurship is they always want to be a step ahead of the game. Otherwise you're just playing catch up the whole time. And you don't want to play catch up otherwise because that's when you start losing focus and potentially lose money. Persevere and learn the market faster. You had a slow ramp up and then like a power breakthrough mm -hmm. in your career. Like, do you mm -hmm. feel if, if you had known that at the beginning that things would have been completely different? Or do you feel like you needed that time period to like hit some walls and to crash yeah. and different things to make you who you are today? I think God always challenges me in, this, in those ways. Everything that I've ever done, I knew I was going to be successful, but it's never an easy road. It took my mom 12 years to win a green card. It took us seven years to buy a home since, or like five years to buy a house. We lived in an apartment for a long time. It took me four months to like start figuring out the industry that I'm currently at. And it's because God just wants to try me. He wants to, he wants to see like, oh, you continue to throw these challenges. I mean, he's like, let's see if you're actually about it. Let's see if you actually want to do it. Because most people after two, three, four years of trying the green card, they would have quit. My mom went every year, every single year. She dreamt about it. She like, let's do it. Every year she tried to buy a house and every single year, you know, maybe it was not a money issue or an area issue, whatever it may be. So I always saw that in my head. I was like, I have to persevere and I have to be bigger than the challenge. And I think that is one of the things that I teach a lot of our students is, hey, how everything that gets thrown at you is you being challenged. 
you're just getting challenged. So I, I actually love that that happened to me. Of course, I would have loved making a lot more money earlier on, but I don't know if I would be here. Maybe I would be comfortable and then just somewhere else. I always try to put myself in situations that are uncomfortable, which is why I'm in a state with not knowing anyone else in here, really. I know a couple people, really, but completely by myself, isolated to focus on what I need to focus on and, and continue growing the business. So I think it's great. I love that was thrown at me. Looking at it now, looking back then, I was like, you know, ready to quit anytime. Something that I really respect and admire about you, besides your perseverance and so many character traits that you just mm -hmm. raised, is also your willingness to give up yourself and your mm -hmm. knowledge and your wisdom. And I, I know in the past two years that we've known each other, I've yeah. learned so much from you, both by what you say and just how you carry yourself and mm -hmm. how you advise and interact with others. That level, as you know, in Judaism, the highest level of tzedakah or social justice is enabling others to be self-sufficient. And I know that you've done that now for hundreds of individuals that are in the marketing space and probably bleeds over to other spaces as well. As far as you're concerned, what's one value that's your North Star? Like the one that you really have attached yourself to in order to be where you are today? I said this in the sales training today that we did with a team. And to me, it's the fact that I'm humble in winning and defeat. And I'm even more humble in defeat because I don't close everybody. Sometimes I have coaching calls that go better than others. Some days are better than others, but I accept defeat. And when I accept defeat, I sit there and I tell myself, what could I have done better? And I think being humble and willing to learn and willing to accept it, accept that not everything's going to go your way. I think that's something I'm really good at and something that I was really good at. I've always been good at it. And I, that's why I'm really good at following up. That's why I'm really good at delivering results to people is because in my head, I'm like, this is what I want. This is the kind of people I want to surround myself with. If you're cocky and you have your ego in the way and you continue on not accepting what is happening to you and you're just looking to, and you're not growing, I think that's huge, a huge detrimental to people's success. So to me, it's just me being humble and, you know, accepting what's happening to me and just continuing on, like I said, persevering. That's the word of the day. I actually watched, uh, just a side note, I watched Instagram, how Instagram blew up, like how they, you know, they became the fastest company to ever sell for a billion dollars in three years, which is insane. And they had a time when they had to either pivot with the app that they created prior to Instagram or persevere. And most people persevere, right? Because I, that's even my quote, but for them, they realize, hey, if we continue persevering and continue putting our ego because we created this product and that has to happen, we, we just absolutely have to make it happen. So what they did, they actually pivoted to a different product and that's where Instagram came out. Instagram now is Instagram. They sold it for a billion. Now it's worth a hundred billion. So I think perseverance and pivoting is two words that need to be in people's heads and you need to, in your head and you need to surround yourself with people that are going to help you make that right decision because it doesn't come from one person. I credit a lot of my success to Joel and Marcos and Sergio and Mark, all the coaches that we have on board, because I really would not be here without them. You know, and the other day I was just a small town Jewish kid just trying to figure things out. And now I'm getting interviewed by another Jewish man. So here we are full circle. This is a gestalt theory question. Gestalt theory is that the whole is greater than each of its individual parts. So if you were a part of a bicycle, what part would you be and why? The brakes. It's weird, right? Because I'm very cautious. I'm a very cautious person. And I know you did not accept that. You thought I was going to do say pedals. You said, and I think, I think pedals would be the easy, easy answer for me to tell you, oh, I'll be the pedals. I'm action and I'm, I'm sales. But realistically, I'm a cautious person. I'm very cautious as everything I do. When I, I did not accept it, that was the digital job at first. I'm a very, very cautious person. So I think that I'd be really, really good 
at looking back, even Joel actually tells me we got on a call yesterday. And he, we got on like a two hour call yesterday. We're just reviewing a lot of material. And he's, he always asks me for my opinion when it's like, when he questions things a lot of times and because I'm, I have a very cautious mind. So I always look at things both ways. And I think the brakes are one of the most important parts of the bike, obviously. I think that's, uh, that's where I would be. I'm just like, oh shit, like maybe this is not it. So my question would be when you have brakes in mind, are you thinking of the brakes on the pedal or the brakes like handlebar brakes? I'm thinking the brakes like the, uh, to stop the bike, the handle, I guess it's called the, the handlebar. handlebar ones. Yeah, nice. yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm, st I'm in the front yeah. of the bike, but I'm also the cautious one. You were absolutely spot on that I wouldn't have guessed that you yeah. would say brakes because you're such yeah. a like, go, go, go yep, person. Yeah, I am 100% that, but I think it's got to throw, throw you a curveball here and there. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining yes. us for Career Up Now Socially Distance Close-Up Podcast and wish you tremendous success in all your worthy endeavors. Awesome. Bradley, it's a pleasure always speaking with you. Thank you so much.